When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. At Evernorth Health Services, we believe costs shouldn't get in the way of life-changing care. And we're doing everything in our power to make it possible. Behavioral health solutions that also keep your projections at their best? It's possible. Pharmacy benefits that benefit your bottom line? It's possible. Complex specialty care that cares about your ROI? It's possible. Because we're already doing it. All while saving businesses billions. That's wonder made possible. Learn more at evernorth.com slash wonder. In today's show, Bitcoin may need to dip to 19300 to cool the Bitcoin profit taking. I'll be breaking down the latest technical analysis, as well as Yuga Labs' first Bitcoin NFT auction nets a whopping $16.5 million in 24 hours. That's right, the highest out of the 288 bidders forked out just over 7 Bitcoin for one of the 288 Bitcoin ordinal-based NFTs up for auction. Also breaking news, TerraWolf energizes the first nuclear-powered Bitcoin mining facility in the United States. Let's go. And they're also planning to expand their operations. Also in today's show, we'll be discussing institutional investors moving money out of the crypto markets for the fourth straight week. According to CoinShares, I'll be breaking down their latest report. We'll also be discussing crypto exchange Kraken to launch new crypto bank in the United States amid regulatory issue. We'll also be sharing Bitcoin to burst to a new all-time high, according to analysts who predicted a major Bitcoin crash. That's right. We're talking about Dave the Wave, the synonymous analyst who also predicted the Bitcoin recovering from the bear market near that 20,000 level, lists four reasons why Bitcoin rally up to its high around 69,000 this year is not an unreasonable expectation. We'll also be taking a look at the overall crypto market. All this plus so much more in today's show. Hey, what's good, crypto fam? This is first and foremost a video show. So if you want the full premium experience, visit our YouTube channel at CryptoNewsAlerts.net. Again, that's CryptoNewsAlerts.net. And welcome everyone to podcast episode number 1213. I'm your host, JV, and today is March 7th, 2023. Let's dive into today's crypto market watch and check out what's happening. We got Bitcoin correcting down almost 2% for the day, maintaining just above 22100 We have Ether down 1.2%, trading under $1,600, while Binance, Coin, Solana, Polkadot, Avalanche, all correcting and in the red. The only one truly in the green uh, because DAI is a glitch. I checked it already on Coin market cap, and that shouldn't say uh, $1.20, but XRP is up 2.3%. And I also heard rumors that there may be a decision regarding the ongoing case between Ripple Labs and the SEC. So we shall soon see. And checking out coinmarketcap.com, we got the crypto market cap sitting slightly above that trillion dollar milestone with $34 billion in volume in the past 24 hours. Current Bitcoin dominance at 42.4%, with the Ether dominance at 18.8%. And checking out the top 100 crypto gainers in the past 24 hours. Floki leading the pack up almost 5%. And then we have SSV up 2.8%, trading at 40 bucks, followed by IMX up 
uh, 1% just trading at $1.08 as the majority of the cryptos are currently correcting and in the red, which is apparent here on CryptoBubbles.net. You can see the top 100, mostly losses for the uh, altcoin market, only a handful in the green, including XRP, ENJ, CRV, and IMX. And checking out one of my favorite indicators, which is the Crypto Greed and Fear Index. Shows were currently rated a 49 neutral. Yesterday was a 48, last week a 53, and last month a 58 in greed. So there you have it. How many of you are currently bullish on the King Crypto? Let me know in the live chat. And at the end of the show, we'll be reading all of those comments out loud, and you have an opportunity to literally ask me anything. But with that being shared, now let's dive into today's Bitcoin technical analysis and check out the charts. Bitcoin would need to return below 20,000 to reset a key metric that covers speculative profit taking, according to the latest data in the latest edition of its weekly newsletter, The Week on Chain. Analytics firm Glassnode revealed that short-term hodlers might be dictating the Bitcoin price resistance. And at Bitcoin, when it climbed towards 25,000, short-term hodlers, which are those holding coins for 155 days or less, began seeing substanti. This was captured by the market value to realize value MVRV metric, which compares the Bitcoin market cap to the value of coins, moved on chain, quitting glass note here. By comparing these two metrics, the MVRV can be used to get a sense of when the price is above or below fair value and to assess market profitability. Now, the MVRV passed 1.2 on the way to multi-month highs, coinciding with 23,800, appearing as an era of Bitcoin price resistance, or I should say an area. As Glassnode writes, the possibility of short-term hot Hodlers taking profits tends to grow during periods when the average short-term hodler is 20% plus in the money, returning the short-term hodler MVRV above 1.2. The recent rejection at 23.8 level resonates with this structure as the short-term hodler MVRV hit a value of 1.2 before stalling. Now, should the market return to 19,300, it would bring the short-term hodler MVRV back to the value of 1.0 and indicate that spot prices have returned the cost basis of this cohort of new buyers. So there you have it. Now, 19.3 would thus form something of a magnetic target in terms of profitability and incentive not to sell for short-term hodlers. Also believe we have a CME futures gap sub 20,000 around that mark as well. Glassnode says they're not alone in suggesting 20,000 may not hold the support and a new local low could form beneath that line in the sand. Also in Glassnode's crosshair, meanwhile, is the long-term hodler cost basis that activities of whales invested in Bitcoin since the end of last year bear market in late 2018. The realized price of the so-called Old supply, the price at which last moved on aggregate, currently sits at 23.5 and further reinforcing this area as a key battleground. But on the downside, Bitcoin's combined realized price is 19.8, again feeding into the data that this zone could ultimately form a support. Quoting Glassnode again, the Bitcoin economy often reacts not only to levels widely observed in traditional technical analysis, but also the psychological cost basis levels of various investor cohorts printed on chain. This takes place not not only with respect to their realized price, but also regarding the degree of profit and loss held within their supply. So from this lens, the market currently resides in a traditional phase, bounded above by the realized price of older supply and also by the average whale that has been active since the 2018 cycle bottom. And I appreciate the Super Chat contribution coming from J-Dub the Laker. You are the man. Appreciate that tremendously. He says... Stack more sats, JV. You got it. I appreciate that. One love. And with that being shared, now let's dive into our next story of the day and discuss the latest of what's happening with Yuga Labs and Bitcoin ordinals being sold as NFTs. Quite 
interesting to say the least. The auction of Yuga Labs inaugural Bitcoin ordinal non-fungible token collection has officially ended, netting the firm $16.5 million, literally in 24 hours, a total of 288 bidders, won one of the Bitcoin NFTs from the 12-fold collection. Yuga said the winners will receive their inscription within one week, while the unsuccessful bids will have their bid amount return within 24 hours. The auction yielded 735 Bitcoin, worth an estimated $16.5 million at the current price. The highest of the 288 bidders paid just over 7 Bitcoin or $161,000 for one of the pieces. How many of you, this is just random question here, but be truthful. How many of you, let's hypothetically say you had access to tens of Bitcoins or dozens of Bitcoin, would purchase an NFT such as an ordinal for six figures or more? which is $100,000 plus like we just witnessed. I'm just curious how many of you would like to do that if you had the means to do so. And how many of you would say, hell no, I'd rather just stack Bitcoin and purchase as many more Bitcoin as I could. I'm curious because I'd like to know how many of you are sincerely interested in these high-end NFTs. Uh, but with that being shared, let's dive uh, back in here. You can see all the prices for the auctions here. Now, Yuga announced the collection in late February, describing it as a base 12 art system localized around a 12 by 12 grid, a visual uh, of the cartography of the data of the Bitcoin blockchain, whatever this is supposed to mean in this uh photo beyond my understanding, but it comprises a limited edition collection of 300 generative pieces inscribed on Satoshis on the Bitcoin network. The lucky winners were eager to share their NFTs online. Now, if I had an NFT, I'll just be real with you. I'd probably end up just selling it for Bitcoin because I don't understand the value in holding the NFT. I do understand fine art and it's like a digital version of that. But at the end of the day, I just value Bitcoin more than anything else in my life <laughs> besides my family. You know what I mean? Yuga Labs received backlash over the weekend from the crypto community, which identified flaws in how Yuga conducted the auction for the Ordinals uh, collection. But there you have it. And I know I asked yesterday in the chat, I said, how many of you are actually investors in NFTs? And many of you are. Uh, some of you guys had over 30, 40, 50 NFTs. So uh, curious how many of you have a uh, Bitcoin blockchain NFT. Now that that is a thing and it's been booming, let me know. And with that being shared, now let's discuss breaking news of nuclear mining taking place. That's right. This is pretty sweet. Uh, Tara Wolf announced just Monday that the first uh, behind-the-meter Bitcoin mining facility powered by nuclear energy has been energized with nearly 8,000 ASIC miner rigs now operational. The current 8,000 account for one exahash per second of SHA-256 hash power, but TerraWolf expects to deploy another 8,000 miners in the coming weeks to reach 1.9 exahashes per second by May. And according to the company's press release about the Nautilus energy Energization. Terra Wolf will receive a fixed electricity rate of around two cents per kilowatt hour for the next five years. Now, the Nautilus facility is considered a milestone as it is the first Bitcoin mining facility of its kind to receive carbon free energy 24 seven from the two and a half gigawatt Susquehanna nuclear plant in Pennsylvania. With the recent energization of the Nautilus facility earlier this month, approximately 16,000 of Terra Wolf's own miners, representing 1.9 exahashes per second of self-mining capacity, are on site and being brought online daily, said Paul Prager, the chairman and CEO of Terra Wolf. And in a statement, he said the Nautilus nuclear 
powered mining facility benefits from what is arguably the lowest cost power in this sector, just two cents per kilowatt hour for a term of five years. And while 2022 was rough on Bitcoin mining operations, 2023 has been easier on Bitcoin miners due to the significant rise of the Bitcoin price action since the end of last year. How many of you are actually miners or have mined a Bitcoin or any other crypto? Let me know in the comments. And additionally, several firms are expanding mining operations with some locating to Pennsylvania seven days ago, Mawson Infrastructure Group launched a mining operation based in Pennsylvania after exiting Australia. And in addition to the 50 megawatt Nautilus facility, TerraWolf announced it is expanding operations at its Lake Marina facility in New York. This move will increase the Lake Marina operation from 60 megawatts to 110. So there you have it. Pretty exciting if you're to ask me. And I love that because also we have geothermal energy taking place right now in El Salvador, Bitcoin City. That's hence what they built the entire city around because they're able to tap in 24-7 into free energy, which is a complete game changer. So I think this sets precedent as well. And maybe other states or countries around the world may follow in those footsteps. But with that being shared, now let's discuss investor outflows from institutions which have been happening for the fourth week consecutively, which is not a good look for the overall crypto market. Digital assets manager CoinShare says institutional crypto investment products suffered their fourth consecutive week of outflows last week. In its digital asset fund flows weekly report, they find that institutional crypto investment products suffered outflows of nearly $20 million just last week, along with minor inflows into short investment products. Quitting them here, digital asset investment products saw minor outflows totaling in U.S. $17 million last week, marking the fourth consecutive week of negative sentiment. Meanwhile, products took the heaviest hit of outflows at 20.1 million Bitcoin products. Meanwhile, short Bitcoin products saw minor outflows of 1.8 million and short Bitcoin products have enjoyed the second highest year-to-date inflows of around $50 million to Bitcoin's 126 million. CoinShare says it believes that regulatory uncertainty may be the cause of investors rushing to short Bitcoin products, quoting them here from the report. Despite the recent inflows into short Bitcoin, total assets under management have risen by only 4.2% year-to-date date. Compared to long Bitcoin, assets under management have risen by 36%, suggesting that short positions have not delivered the returns that some investors expected this year thus far. Nonetheless, it likely represents continued investor concerns over regulatory uncertainty for the asset class. Now, most altcoin investment products enjoyed minor inflow last week. Multi-asset investment vehicles, those investing in a basket of digital assets, raked in $0.8 million in inflows last week. Ethereum products took in $0.7 million, while Solana vehicles took in 0.3 million bnb and cosmos products both suffered minor inflows 0.4 million and 0.2 million respectively all i know is this until there is some sort of uh regulatory clarity there ain't going to be any certainty in the market and that's going to continue to lead investors into fear and until we get a spot bitcoin etf you know what i mean from these regulators what more can we expect there's literally trillions upon trillions of dollars the total addressable market is over 500 trillion probably closer to 800 trillion. The crypto market cap is only 1 trillion. We're just a pup, meaning we're a baby. We're a nascent asset class. This is something new, which is starting to catch on, obviously, but we have a lot to grow. And I think once we get the spot Bitcoin ETF, once we get some regulatory certainty and the SEC actually starts doing their job, things can change. And I think the institutional investors will be coming in left and right. And again, trillions just currently sitting on the sidelines. But with that being shared, now let's discuss the latest with Kraken. As you all know, the SEC put a 
crackdown <laughs> on them and they uh, fine them like $30 million uh, for doing it, what it is that they do. And now they decided they're going to be launching their own bank in the United States, which is quite enticing. So let's break this down. U.S. Base crypto exchange Kraken is launching a new Wyoming-based crypto bank despite the U.S. SEC recent banning of the exchange staking service. Kraken support directly told Twitter user that Kraken Bank is still on its way with an initial offering to its customers in the United States. Quoting them here, Kraken Bank is not open yet, but on its way. The offering will initially be available to existing Kraken clients in the United States with a potential international expansion in the future. Let's go. Much respect, Kraken. They're not kowtowing to the SEC. Kraken announced in 2020 it is officially opening a crypto bank designated as a special purpose depository institution. Quoting them here, Kraken has always been on the frontier of finance. Now we are blazing a new trail by opening a Wyoming base. Crypto bank just blaze. We're calling it Kraken Financial, but due to overwhelming demand, it will be known as Kraken Bank. We are the first ever crypto company to be awarded a U.S. state banking charter. It's known as a special purpose depository institution or SPDI. And according to Kraken, SPDIs are banks with forward-facing regulatory frameworks, says Kraken uh, Bank CEO David Kintisky, quoting him here. We are thrilled to work in a state so aligned with our philosophy and values. Wyoming is a rare and shining example of how thoughtful regulation can drive innovation for fintech companies. So go Wyoming. The bank plans to offer digital asset custody, staking services, funding services, wire transfers, debit cards, enhanced crypto custody offerings, and a mobile banking app. And last month, as I mentioned, the SEC made crack and discontinuous staking services, deeming the program a violation of security laws. And again, they got hit with that $30 million fine. I think it is great personally that they are opening up a crypto bank, obviously with Silver gate kind of going under, losing billions of dollars in value and ultimately affecting and having contagion across the entire crypto market. We need more crypto banks that are good and on our side, you know what I mean, that are going to do the right thing. And I like Kraken, I like Jesse Powell, and I stand with them. So I hope they continue their pursuit to open this up. And I hope it goes well and that the regulators don't do anything ill will intended as they tend to do. And with that being shared, now let's discuss the moment you have all been waiting for. And that is a $69,000 prediction, not next year, but this year in 2023. That's right. Let's break this down as per crypto analyst, Dave the Wave, the analyst who accurately called the big crypto crash back in May of 2021. That's when we crashed, what, uh, like 3,000? That was around the time of COVID. He says Bitcoin going to its all-time high this year is not completely off the table. Uh, he also predicted Bitcoin recovering from the bear market near the 20,000 level, and he lists four reasons why a Bitcoin rally up to its high around 69,000 this year is not an unreasonable expectation. Quoting him right here on crypto Twitter, a move to push previous Bitcoin all-time highs this year is perfectly feasible. Here are the four reasons. Number one, less deep rate of appreciation. Number two, plenty of time equal to the decline. Number three, only midway on the log growth curve channel. And number four, 25% of the way there already as outlined here in this chart. And I think these are all great points. The analyst specializes in using logarithmic growth curves known as LGCs, which aim to map out Bitcoin's long-term fair value throughout the cycles of volatility to the upside and downside. And ever since June of 2022, Bitcoin has been in the buy zone of Dave the Wave's LGC. He notes that 
that it bodes well for Bitcoin that the price has been ranging in his buy zone for over eight months now, quoting him here, perhaps a positive to see the Bitcoin price in the LGC buy zone for a lengthy period. The easy money will be had by those who build a position, if not already long, rather than those who try to trade the short-term volatility. And of course, this involves time and of course involves the LGC model, which if held should always be hedged. So there you have it. Personally, I'd love to see us return to an all-time high this year that would set the stage for next year, the time of the halving. Now, while many investors fear the current macro conditions and their potential impact on the crypto markets, Dave the Wave says they are largely irrelevant to technical analysis. So there you have it. Let me know if you agree or disagree with Dave the Wave and what are your thoughts surrounding us uh, returning to 69,000 all-time high this year, leading up to the halving next year in 2024. And if that was the case, holy moly, I would be ultra bullish for 2024. And you already know 2025 can set the stage. Uh, as I covered in yesterday's show, Tone Bays believes in 2025 or early 2026, we can realistically hit $300,000 per Bitcoin. Let me know if you agree or disagree. I think it's a good probability. So I would love to see that play out personally. And don't forget to check out CryptoNewsAlerts.net for the full premium experience with video and to participate in the live Q&A. And I look forward to seeing you on tomorrow's episode.